Hey there, my friends. How are you guys doing today? I am here with a special bonus episode with an exciting announcement. Now, there's a very, very good reason why I'm doing this very last minute, because this is coming out uh, really only 24 hours before we're actually going to start. But I'm doing this because right now in our world, there is a lot of craziness happening. There's been a lot of craziness happening over the past 18 months or so, right? A lot of changes. And so studies have shown that in order for us to cope with all of the change and all of the transition and, and then the negativity and the feeling disempowered and everything that's been happening to us in our world for the past 18 months and all of the unknowns, the alcohol rate has skyrocketed. The increase in the amount of alcohol that people are utilizing to cope has totally skyrocketed. Plus, so has the amount of stress and anxiety reported, as well as the overwhelm. And so it makes total perfect sense that the alcohol consumption amount would increase. And if you are at a point where you are ready to rethink it, you're craving calm and you're craving relief, and you really want to address what's happening between your relationship and alcohol because it's gotten to a point where you never expected it to get, then this bonus is for you. What I'm doing and what I have put together is a 30-day Sober October experiment. And so this Sober October experiment, you can actually go about it in two ways. This is for you though, if you are noticing that you are drinking way more than you ever thought you would, you're feeling more anxiety, you're showing up in the world in a way that you don't want to show up. You don't like what's happening for you. You're tired of waking up tired. You really want to make a change and you really want to explore and experiment with a different option. And you want to do it from the space and the place of figuring it out, questioning it, without judgment, without having to label yourself, and without making a forever decision. You really want to focus on it and experiment with something new and different and changing what's in your glass for 30 days. Then this is the experiment for you. Because not only will you be able to uncover and explore and understand what's been happening, you'll be able to gradually change what it is that you're drinking experience more joy in your life, experience that calm you're craving, and experience that relief that you're craving, regardless of what still continues to go on in the world around us. So if that's what you want to experience, and what you want to be a part of for the next 30 days, and we are starting tomorrow evening, Tuesday, the 28th of September at 530 and then we also have another group that's starting on Wednesday, September the 29th at 10 a.m. in the morning. So there's two group options that you can pick from. So head over to jumpseatcoaching.com Sober October and check out what I've put together for you. Doing this experiment, you will decide on our first meeting when we meet, 
you will decide if you want to experiment with for 30 days, changing what's in your glass, put something else in your glass other than alcohol for 30 days, or you're going to experiment with questioning what do you want from the drink for 30 days. Either way, you're going to understand what you've been craving. Either way, you're going to understand that relief and why it's not been happening for you and learn how to receive it. So if that sounds like something that you would like to experience, again, head over to jumpseatcoaching.com forward slash sober October.
the idea of a quick fix to this pain of being stuck in the cycle and then the pleasure of unblocking our exit quickly, right? So to the brain, check, pain's avoided, check, pleasure's experienced, check, energy's conserved. That's what's actually going on. So it makes total sense that we would want to have this quick, easy, fast exit from this cycle. And when we've tried to do that for ourselves, we've literally, when we've used the wrong methodology, we've come up against roadblocks and we stayed blocked, right? The cycle has really been stayed blocked for us. And one of the reasons is that alcohol itself also ticks all those boxes for the brain, right? And so change for your brain and your toddler part of your brain means danger. And we are using alcohol to escape it. So we have this catch-22 happening where the quick, easy fix concept is checking all the boxes, avoid the pain, pleasure experience, and energy conserved. And then also the alcohol is checking all the boxes, pain avoided, pleasure experienced, I'm not sure so much about that energy conserved part, but it's in there somewhere we're thinking energy's conserved in the sense that I don't have to think about my thinking. I don't have to address my words. I don't have to address my thoughts and my beliefs. So we're conserving energy because that is new and different for us. And so that is taking energy. And so all of that to your toddler brain means danger. And we get stuck in this cycle of using alcohol to escape it. The alcohol muffles the discomfort and the perceived danger of uncomfortable emotions. And it also creates pleasure for our brain in the most efficient way possible. And so as far as our toddler brain is concerned, it's not about long-term solutions. It's all about short-term answers. So the quick, thick, easy answer idea entices our toddler brain. They are like those short-term answers that come up. And what the irony here is, in our haste to escape the pain of being trapped in the drinking life cycle and unhappy about it, we take extreme measures and feel the painful feeling of desperation, desperation too, and restriction. And most of the time, we end up quitting. And I'm not sure if I've actually shared this before on here, but I did manage to complete 365 days without alcohol by thinking of alcohol as, quote unquote, the beast. I set a very restrictive mindset for myself. Anytime I had an urge, I think of alcohol as the beast and in no way was the beast winning, right? And so it was the really the very first time in my life I'd ever set a goal to go one entire year following something, anything, following through on anything, really. I'm, I'm, I wasn't a goal setter. I just really just wasn't me. I just didn't do that. And so I was miserable the entire year. I restricted my activities to avoid alcohol. I felt deprived and miserable. And eventually, I became the the beast right along with insisting that alcohol was the beast. And not once 
during this long beast mode restrictive mindset did I stop and focus on my thoughts or my beliefs about alcohol, right? I didn't really think about how it impacted my desires, my dreams, or goals. Because like I said, at that moment in my life and at that time, I wasn't really a goal setter and a dreamer. I didn't have all these big pausing and thinking about what did I want and how did I want my life to be and I wasn't intentional about how I wanted my life to be at that time. I was simply, and I don't really know how I managed to come up, how I managed to get there and literally do this. I was just simply 100% focused on beating the beast for a year. And I literally lived in this deprived state. And I also believe though, and maybe this was why I did it, as I'm really doing this and thinking this out through for you guys, maybe this is how I managed to do it is because I believe somewhere that at the end of this 365 days that I would, of course, be free from the control of alcohol, that I would have achieved this freedom, right? But I, and I did actually achieve the 365 days of no alcohol, but it was not anything like freedom and nor did I have anything like freedom because on day 366, I was in Germany at a wine festival and because I knew that I had made my 365 at the wine festival, I consumed whatever I wanted to consume and before long, because I didn't really think about my beliefs about alcohol, I didn't understand what I was believing it was solving for me. And I didn't use the methodology that I try to teach you guys here on the podcast and in my coaching and stuff. And I literally just was thinking of alcohol as the beast. And I was, before I knew it, right back in the cycle of drinking, over drinking and regret. And so really, why did that happen to me even after a year of no alcohol? It had nothing to do with how long I had gone with no alcohol. It was because of the words, the thoughts and the beliefs that I still had going on in my head about alcohol and how I honestly believe that alcohol was helping me cope with life, right? So because I did not change my words, nor my thoughts, or my beliefs about alcohol and its role in my life, I'd simply lived a year of restriction and deprivation. And the truth is really comes back to words. Words are the beginning step of the formation of thoughts and beliefs. Deprivation means a lack or denial of something considered to be necessary. And right now, until you can question and examine, X out, ignite curiosity around and trust yourself with your current beliefs and thoughts, right now to you, alcohol is a necessity. And so the brain right now believes that alcohol, your subconscious part of your brain, is necessary to surviving life. So it's totally understandable why you're in the drink over drink regret cycle. And so when we consider that we have to have that wine or our favorite cocktail or the beer or the favorite alcohol beverage, whatever that is, when we consider them to be necessary and then we attempt to deny ourselves or tell ourselves that we can't 
have this thing, we feel deprived. And yes, deprivation is a feeling. It's not something that you are. It's something that you feel. So I really want you to pay attention. We're going to go all the way back to the beginning here with the can I and the may I. I want you to really pay attention to the word can't here. We say, I can't drink wine like a normal person. I can't control myself once I start. Who has just a couple of sips and leaves the rest? That's really no can't in there, but we're questioning this. We have this belief, like, who does that, right? I can't do that. I can't go out with my friends and have soda or juice or coffee or tea or club soda or even one of the newer alcohol-free beverages. I can't imagine going to a wedding and not have champagne for a toast. I can't adult life without alcohol, right? And so... If we go back to that example of leaving the dinner table or using the restroom, an elementary school example, only you know if you can or you can't. It's not for someone else outside of you to determine. And yet that's what we do. The thing that makes exiting the drinking life cycle feel like dread instead of deciding is our regulating the choice to something outside of us. When we think, I can't, we feel like something outside of us is controlling the decision, as if the rule comes from outside of us. So so if the rule comes from outside of us, right, so does the enforcement of the rule and the consequences. That's why when we're thinking, I can't, and feeling deprived, and then we find ourselves participating in drinking that feels out of control. That's what's really going on for us. We've put all of the control outside of us. So we think that the rebellious action we take around our drinking ensures is rebelling against the outside force, right? It's like, oh, I'll show you, right? We're like this rebelling against this outside thing because we've given the control to an outside thing with all the can't rules that are coming up. And the outside force that is telling us about us, right? Remember my year-long beast mode? I was totally living in the control of this outside thing named the beast, which is what I had named it, right? But it's really rebelling against ourselves. Think about it. Who feels the hangover? Who feels the bloating? Who feels exhausted? Who feels all the aches and the pains? Who starts to see the weight go up on the scale? Who feels the guilt and the shame and the judgment that comes from our behavior? We do. You do, right? The truth is, is if you're an adult human in the world, you are the one who chooses what you put in your mouth and what you put in your glass. Now, you may argue that you feel out of control. I totally get that. And I totally understand that because I have been there. So this isn't about judging that, right? This is really about, I want you to ignite your curiosity around what I'm saying. Let go of judgment and ignite your curiosity about what I'm saying. And remember my year-long experiment. And remember those words I said and how I described. And when you're thinking all of that can't stuff, then of course you can't. But I want you to know that you can choose. No one has the power to tell you you can't except you. It is always a choice. 
Now, did I hear you say you wanted an oxygen mask tactic for your transformation journey suitcase? It's coming. I promise. It's coming up right here next. Right? And so, what I, your tactic is to pay attention to how often you are putting can't in your words, thoughts, beliefs, and stories. Right? Because leaving can't in your stories and the beliefs that we have and the thoughts in our head are simply stories we're telling ourselves about this. And it's our toddler brain sending us those stories too, wanting to keep itself safe. Right? And so by leaving, <clears throat> sorry, my throat, by leaving can't in your stories, it's a big part of what's blocking your exit from the cycle. Can't leads us to feeling deprived. And when we're feeling deprived, our toddler brain wants to rebel. Let's start practicing some of what Toby Mac shares in his song, Speak Life. And if I could have, I would have played Speak Life in the background here. But I don't have that right to do that. Like, I don't have the royalties for that. But I want to encourage you guys, and I'm going to put a link of it in the show notes of the video of it. I really want you to listen to that song and speak life, the truth to yourself about what you truly do want. Try on, I'm choosing to put something other than alcohol in my glass because of how it makes me feel. Or I'm choosing to question my beliefs about alcohol and its role in my life because I know it's blocking me from achieving goals I have. Another one is maybe I know my toddler brain thinks we can't figure this out, but I'm choosing to learn how to figure out what I'm actually relying on alcohol to help me with. And so that's another key that's blocking your exit is what you're actually relying on alcohol to help you with, what you're actually truly craving. And so replacing can't with choose might not feel wonderful, but it won't lead you to the feeling of deprived. And the key here is to move away from the feeling of deprived and towards other feelings. And choose will help you at least move away from deprived, right? And so what about the thoughts about what you're choosing? Like, I'm choosing to make this change because it aligns with my goals. Or I'm choosing to change what I drink to things that fuel me. I'm choosing beverages that help my brain function better. Trying on some different versions of your words makes all the difference in how you're going to feel about exiting the drinking life. Notice how feel how you feel. Check it out. Try it on, right? Explore it. Experiment with it. How, when you say the words, I can't versus I choose, because you can choose what will choose you will choose to do, right? And so literally try that on. How does it feel? Experience it, experiment it. When you say, I can't, compared to when you say, I choose. And I want you to speak life into your transformation journey, right? And I think what you should choose to do right now is to follow and rate, review the podcast, all right? So that's what I have for you guys today. And next week's episode is going to be another exit story and also information around alcohol and breast cancer because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so next week's episode will be a story 
and a chat with myself and one of my fellow This Naked Mind coaches, my hunch is many of you will benefit from this story as well as the information shared around breast cancer and breast cancer awareness. You guys have a great day and I will see you again next week.